Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Thursday, November the 4th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's Kent Online podcast. You may well have been a bit distracted today by what's going on with the US election. But don't forget here, non-essential shops, restaurants, pubs, bars, gyms and hairdressers are all preparing to close again. By this time tomorrow, we'll be into a second national lockdown to try and limit the spread of coronavirus. It's due to last until December the 2nd. Well, let's hear it first today from the man in charge of the county council, Roger Goff. He says local authorities should be given more control of the test and trace system. It's thought a localised approach would make it easier to reach people who need to isolate. Here's what he's had to say. You would have a situation where the capacity that we've got within local authorities or which we can build very rapidly within local authorities can follow up uh, when the national system has not been able to trace people uh, within well it could be as soon as 24 hours it uh, there, there are various ways of approaching that so uh, you would still have the national system but you would then have the local system coming in and able often to deliver all the evidence suggests effective follow-up uh, quickly and to be able to reach people and I think that is what we would see as as I say a really really critical element of this because uh, that would start to fill in the gaps in terms of what's happened in terms of people's contacts uh, and hopefully as I say would then enable us to uh, uh, deal more effectively uh, and quickly with any outbreaks. Independent traders across the county are preparing to shut up shop this evening. They'll be hoping to reopen before Christmas, but say in the meantime they shouldn't be forgotten as we look to buy gifts online. Jack Holden's dad runs Mr Books in Tunbridge. Ollie has been chatting to him. In some ways this lockdown didn't come as a surprise. You know, I think we all saw it coming, especially when France and Germany started doing this. Um, and in that sense, you know, I feel like we're all a lot better equipped this time. I think you know, we all I mean, there was panic buying last time. There's a lot of panic. And I think we all just didn't know how it was going to unfold. You know, we didn't know whether we were going to be supported by the government financially. And, you know, we just had no idea what, what was going to play out. This time, I think we're much better equipped uh, to deal with, you know, the next month, hopefully just a month. Um, and I think that has to extend to uh, the ways in which we spend our money, because... Um, if we want between lockdowns to be able to go out and visit our nice high streets, then we need to, there needs to be things there for us to visit and, and nice things. And I'm sure on all of our high streets, we can already see the impact that this is having. Um, and, you know, the high street is already in a, a challenging environment, but I think in particular now where we can, I think we really have to try to support our local independent shops. Because your dad, uh, when he tweeted out, he was saying that, you know, I don't know how much longer into 2021 we can realistically last if uh, if people don't support and go to go to places like they go to places like Amazon instead to do their Christmas shopping. I mean, what would your um, and what would your well, I mean, you urged people on Twitter, but right now, if you could speak to the public about kind of buying books around Christmas, what would you what would you urge them to do? Amazon have got it down you know it's super quick super easy um, often you know greatly reduced prices um, and you know I, I, we've seen the sort of levels of wealth that um, Jeff Bezos and the other tech billionaires are building up and you know good on them but I think if you are going to buy books for people this uh, this Christmas or indeed you know for lockdown um, 
I guess, really, really have a think about whether it's worth that sort of saving that pound or that just over a pound of those few pennies sometimes to get that book delivered to your door or from Amazon or whether you can afford to just add a, add a little bit of extra money and, and think of it as like a sort of your sort of donation to keep your high street alive and keep your independent retail, retailers alive. And, you know, it's, it's books. It doesn't make masses of money. This isn't about like, you know, uh, my dad being able to buy the yacht he's always wanted. It's literally about keeping that part of Tunbridge, that lovely part of Tunbridge that we all, you know, love walking around and visiting and keeping it vibrant and keeping it diverse and and keeping it, a, you know, a place that people want to spend time. In other COVID news, Kent's Dame Kelly Holmes has revealed she has tested positive for the virus. The Olympian from Hildenborough posted on Instagram saying the virus has made her so tired she's never needed to lie down for so long. More Kent schools are making it compulsory for staff and pupils to wear a face mask. It's not in official government guidance yet, but Wilmington Grammar for Girls in Dartford and Trinity School in Sevenoaks are bringing in the rule to try and reduce the spread, as are Rain and Mark in Medway. Three members of staff at a McDonald's on Sheppey have tested positive. They work at the Bridge Road site and were told to isolate last week. Bosses say the restaurant has been deep cleaned and safety measures are in place. Next, it's feared people in the traveller community in Kent won't have access to doctors during the second lockdown. The director of the Gypsy Council says a lack of authorised encampments in the county could put them in danger as they're not able to apply to belong to a GP surgery. It also means illnesses could spread further as people are waiting for symptoms to get bad enough to go to hospital. And there are also calls today for homeless people in Kent to be given places of shelter during the second national coronavirus lockdown. You might remember back in March, hotels and B&Bs were used to house those who'd otherwise be on the streets during the pandemic. Well, more than 100 people were supported earlier in the year by Porchlight. Chris Thomas is from the Canterbury-based charity. We desperately need the government to give councils the go-ahead to house everyone who is homeless and to also give them the extra funding needed to make this happen. Uh, People on the streets are particularly vulnerable to coronavirus uh, because many of them already struggle with poor health. Um, They may find it difficult to follow the government's health advice about regularly washing hands and if someone has coronavirus symptoms they have nowhere to self-isolate. Hundreds of charities, including Porchlight, along with social landlords and frontline services, have written to the government calling for the reintroduction of these emergency measures. When the last emergency measures were implemented back in March, Porchlight was able to help 140 people who were sleeping rough inside to safety. Lives were undoubtedly saved. Now it's time for the government to act again before it's too late. You might also remember we heard on Monday from a barber in Kings Hill who'd posted a video on his Facebook saying he was going to refuse to close during the lockdown. He's now uploaded another video showing the moment a police community support officer visits his premises to remind him of the rules. Well, we've decided not to show the video as it's not clear the PCSO knows she's being filmed. But Met Warwick again insists he won't be shutting shop. You can read the story at Kent Online. Kent Online News. 
elsewhere today, a man who threatened to kidnap and hurt a Sheppey family if they didn't give him £10,000 has been jailed for four years. Richard, Richard MacDonald admitted blackmailing them by repeatedly calling their shop in Minster and demanding money. The 57-year-old from Lewisham Way in London was arrested in September. People living on the outskirts of Faversham are worried a new crematorium could bring traffic chaos. A funeral company want to spend £6 million building it off the Thunnet Way at Staple Street. Plans have been submitted to the council. The site would be able to conduct almost 1,000 services a year. Boris Johnson has been asked about plans to try and avoid travel problems in Kent when the Brexit transition period ends in January. There are concerns traffic could build up on routes to Dover and the Eurotunnel terminal in Folkestone. Or Dover MP Natalie Elphick spoke at Prime Minister's questions earlier. In a few short weeks, we end the transition period with the European Union. May I ask the Prime Minister to confirm that the transition team will endeavour to keep Dover clear from traffic gridlock and that work will continue at pace on the proposed upgrade to the A2 between Whitfield and Dover's eastern docks. Well, Mr Speaker, I I thank my honourable friend and I congratulate her on her campaign uh, for the the people of Dover and I can tell her uh, that Highways England is now, uh, I think thanks to her lobbying, developing plans to improve Brenley Corner Junction and access into Dover along the remaining single carriageway sections of the A2 from Lydon, Mr Speaker. A brief mention on the US election now, and it's looking like it could be a while before we find out who's won the race for the White House. Donald Trump's been criticised for suggesting vote counting should stop because he's already won. The US president said he'd go to the Supreme Court to remain in power, but didn't give any more details. In response, his rival Joe Biden said his legal team's on standby. Well, don't forget, you can keep up to date with the latest developments on Kent Online. Just scroll down to the section of national and international news. Plans to build 2,000 homes around Marden have been dropped. Bosses had suggested a new garden village, but they're now reviewing their local plan. A development in Lenham now looks more likely instead, with proposals for 5,000 homes, a railway station and motorway link. And a Kent supermarket worker has been described as an angel after saving a 14-month-old baby who was choking on a piece of plastic. Esme Matthews said instinct took over when she saw a mum shouting for help at the Asda in Greenhithe. They managed to pull out the plastic wrapping after she patted the child several times on the back. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham fans are breathing a sigh of relief after ending a run of five games without a win. The beat crew Alexandra 1-0 away from home last night thanks to a goal from John Akinde. We caught up with boss Steve Evans after the match. I think it was important we win the game. That's what we spoke about before as we did Saturday. And I just said to Dave Artell, you know, they've probably done to us tonight what we did to Sunderland on Saturday and the results we lost on Saturday and we've won tonight. But I think they were better than us in the first half. There's a couple of good chances. We never really got settled in playing at any stage. Um, I think it's a penalty not given on Trey Coyle. I think he's got a double handful in the back. I think it's a penalty. I spoke to the referee. Who's, it's great to see Bobby Madley back. And he just said to me there in the tunnel, at the end of the game, he says, I did think about giving it. I went, you didn't think long enough, did you? You know, So he didn't give it. But I think second half, we identified they came out. They started on the front foot. They were better than us. And I just said, we needed another physical presence up the pitch. We, we brought John on. But John did really well, scored a goal. Um, I think we took command of the game for about 10 minutes. We made a brilliant cross by Jordan Graham. You know, I struggle to know another place playing the division that can cross like that. They all think they're unlucky tonight. We've been unlucky for weeks. Let's let's reverse that. We should have beaten Sunderland. We should have beaten Ipswich. We should have beaten Fleetwood. We should have drawn with Portsmouth. 
um, and they got nothing from those games. So it's it's proving with no fans in the ground and really, really difficult. You know, if my memories, I've not been at Crew for a little while, but when I've been here, these are brilliant supporters. They get right behind them and I'm, I'm sure the home end, would have, but in the main stand as well, would have sucked a couple in for them maybe tonight, but we're missing that at the Rainham end, so it's equals. The result leaves the Jills 13th in the League One table. They host Woking at Priestfield in the FA Cup this weekend. Well, that's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do it, head along to iliffmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.